ML Nation, episode 182. If, if you don't believe in yourself, why should anybody else believe in you? We got to be strong. You got to be, you got to be, I call it bulletproof. We got to be bulletproof. If you want to be successful, you just have to copy what MLM leaders do. Welcome to MLM Nation, presented by your host, Simon Chess. Where you'll learn strategies, secrets, and inspiring stories from today's top MLM income earners. Hey, MLM Nation, this is Simon Chan. Before we get started, you know, a lot of things that come and go, things that are really cool, and then they're not so cool after a while. But there's one thing that I've been using from 2004, still to this day, just 12 years later, and that is Networking Times. Networking Times is the only generic MLM training magazine that I know out there that actually I feel comfortable promoting. It is something I used uh, to build my belief, and also I gifted. I'll actually buy gift subscriptions to my downloads to increase their belief, and one of them um, is a Diamond Director stay-at-home dad, six-figure income earner today, and also other full-time leaders. I, before they came, became full-time, to build that belief, I'll get them gift subscriptions. Uh, really good stuff. Check it out. If you like MLM Nation, you're probably building the belief, your belief by listening to the show, but for print version, some people like to read. Uh, you can also get on your phone, on your iPad, online. Check it out. MLMNation.net forward slash times. And a couple of episodes ago, we had J- uh, Josephine and Chris Gross, the founders of Networking Times, talking about what they've done and just amazing people, how much they've contributed to the whole network marketing profession. So check it out, mlnation.net forward slash times. It's awesome personal development and builds a belief. And it's also you can be used as a prospecting tool as well. So it's mlnation.net forward slash times. ML Nation, this is Simon Chan, and I am fired up to bring our special guest today, Dean Manheimer. Dean, are you ready to make it happen? Oh, Simon, I am ready, ready, and ready. Dean Manheimer has over 27 years of experience in the direct selling and network marketing profession. Prior to MLM, Dean owned and operated his own traditional businesses. He got attracted to network marketing because it was an extraordinary opportunity without the liabilities and headaches that come with brick-and-mortar businesses. Dean used his previous business background to treat MLM like a business and not a hobby. With his focus and dedication, Dean has built global organizations of hundreds of thousands of distributors and has helped his leaders earn millions along the way. Dean is currently the master distributor at his current company and is just one of two people who has achieved the rank of senior vice president. So Dean, I've given ML Nation just a brief intro, but please share more about your background and how you came across network marketing. Well, it'd be my pleasure, Simon. You know, the, the thing is, it's it's kind of interesting. I actually came across network marketing more or less by accident um, when I when I had left the corporate world because I had spent 15 years, and that's really where I got my education and and uh, and my background in terms of business. Uh, and I went into business for myself, and and that's when I, I usually say I went from the frying pan into the fire. Because that's when I got introduced to dealing with with you know city government, state governments, you know FICA and employees and all those kinds of things that network marketing freed me from from having to deal with. And so, but when I owned my own business, it was a it was a finished contractor in the in the construction industry, if you will. And I was looking to for an add on to my business, so I added. I, I was looking for in in the in the newspaper in some ads. For a you know a, a type of company or a business that would be compatible with what I already owned and operated because I was already in people's homes, 
And I answered an ad only to find out it was a, a network marketing company and it was a distributor <laughs> promoting it. So I, I didn't have a, a very good uh, concept or understanding of network marketing. So I basically got up and walked out of the meeting. And so I continued on my, on my, on my way, if you will, in, in terms of my own business. And I continued to look for some additional companies. And Simon, I answered six ads from six different people. It was the same company. <laughs> you know, and I'm going like, what? So I said, what is going on here? So I, my curiosity got the best of me. And so I went to one of the meetings, this time knowing what I was walking into, because all the others I walked out of, um, got a little bit of an understanding. You know, I didn't necessarily understand the network marketing concept, but I already understood that I was in people's homes. I was dealing with people. They had a consumer type product. And I thought, well, it made, pro- it made sense. My intention was not to build a business, but to use their product since I was there and just, you know, generate the sales. So uh, ultimately what happened is I did get educated. Uh, I did find out that because of that company that I had an opportunity to, to, to be in business for myself, but without, as you mentioned earlier, without all the liabilities that come along with owning, owning a traditional brick-and-mortar business. So that's my, that was my introduction to network marketing. Ultimately, it's how I got involved in network marketing. And, and quite frankly, you know, the first two, three years in the industry, I didn't make any money. In fact, it cost me money to be in the business. But I have an attitude, you know, from my perspective, is failure is not an option for me. And so I figured there's, there's got to be a formula for this business. I just I had to get my ego out of the way and, and listen to some of the teachers and some of the instructors that they had and, and learn what that formula was. And it was roughly my third year or so in the industry is the first year I actually made money. I made six figures. And my business took off from there. And so ultimately, I sold off my other businesses, got out from underneath all of that. And that's how I got involved in network marketing. What were some of the mistakes you made in your first two, three years? Because you you made no money. So what were some of the mistakes you made? (laughs) I made them all. (laughs) First of all, you know, one of the things that we always say to people is you got to be teachable. And they said that to me. And I shook my head and I said, well, I'm teachable. I was, Simon, I was about as hard-headed as you can get. <laughs> I wasn't teachable. They would say to do something a certain way and why, and I would just, you know, decide that, you know, I knew better, and, and I would go about doing it. So, number one, I was not teachable. Number two, I didn't understand the, the philosophy of network marketing. That was, that was probably my biggest challenge. And so, once I got that down and I understood it to be a distribution channel – and I understood that there was a rhythm to the business, what I call a rhythm. It's, it's a normal business pattern. I, I always call it a rhythm. And I started to learn what those principles were within this particular distribution channel. That's ultimately when I started to, to really you know, earn some money, learn, learn the business, learn the craft, if you will, and uh, started to grow. And, and the other thing that I learned is you can learn something from everybody. It, and it doesn't matter if it's the instructor at the front of the room or the, or the person sitting next to you. Everybody contributes something with an idea, and you just internalize the idea, and you keep those that work, and you discard those that don't work, and you just continue to build your own, your own foundation. You mentioned something really important, the rhythm. Can you uh, expand on that a little bit, what it means and, uh, for a distributor, especially what does it mean in general, and also for a day-to-day distributor, what does that mean for them and what they do in their activities? 
you know, some people will call it their method of operation. I mean, there's a lot of acronyms out there for it. I like the term rhythm because we all have a body rhythm. We all have a, a, a rhythm that we kind of, that's who we are. And, and the rhythm is based on our background, our education, our language, the way we speak, our speech pattern, uh, how people see us. You know, it's how we've just grown up. All of those, those pieces as an individual develop our own individual rhythm. And so for somebody to try to teach you, you know, a specific method of operation that will, will break your rhythm and, and start to change who you are as an individual, to me, that is, that is not fundamentally a good way to, to try to teach somebody how to run a business or build a business. So I, I teach everybody to, first of all, you've got to find out what your rhythm is. And there are certain aspects that you go through and, and you kind of check mark, you know, who you are as an individual. And then you take the information, and, and I had to do that for myself, that's being taught, and then apply it based on my rhythm, based on how people, the language that I use. I can't use somebody else's language. The way that I carry myself, the way, all of those kinds of things, it's the message that's important. But I have to deliver it in a way that people who know me accept the message coming from me versus, you know, this is what you say, this is how you say it, that you, you got to put on a, a, a coat or you got to look different. Because as soon as you do those kinds of things, those are what I call selling signals. And if you're talking about people that know you, they're, they're going to notice there's something different about you, something off key, something not right. And that becomes a challenge. Hmm. So how do you avoid those selling signals? Because I know a lot of people like, for example, they have like a presentation or the products in the car ready to bring out at a moment's notice. So how do you avoid to seem more – how do you, I guess, how do you avoid being like a salesperson and instead of being more a genuine, trustworthy person? It, that really takes time, Simon. I mean, the, you, you, get, you get better each day, but it's not something that changes overnight because you see what's, what's happened to all of us is we've been formed and created based on our education, you know, this, you know, grade school, high school, college, if we went to college, and, and those types of things. And we were taught, and especially if, if the individual's been in sales, and, um, you know, they've been taught sales techniques. In fact, I'll be honest with you, some, sometimes the most difficult people to help become successful in network marketing are professional salespeople. Hmm. Because they've been, they've been taught sales and they've been taught you know if somebody says this you say that if they do this you do that and and that's you know that's a structure that's really especially in today's world people pick up on that very very quickly and it's just it, it'll turn people off what you want is a conversation what you really want is you have information that you want whomever you're talking to to get but you want them to get it with an open mind you want them to get it in a way that they're willing on their time and, and because they want to look at your information and determine if, if it's a product or service, if it has value to them and their family, and if it's the business side, the opportunity side, that it's applicable for them at that particular time in their life. Because, see, the other thing that we have to remember is timing is different for everybody. And so what you learn over time is the language you use. I've, you got to remember now, I've been at it for a while, and I've learned to take certain words out of my vocabulary, and I've also learned how to set up my conversations with people to take pressure off of them. 
you know, I, I'll give you an example. If, if, if you and I had been friends, you know, for a given time, number one, if, I, if I'm talking to you, you know my background. You know I'm in network marketing. Maybe we, in fact, maybe we work together in, in, in a company or whatever. And so the first thing that's going to be in your mind if I'm talking to you and, and I hadn't talked to you for a week or two or a month or whatever is I wonder what Dean's going to sell me. I mean, wouldn't that be a normal thought? Yep. Yep. So the first thing I got to say to you is, you know, you know, Simon, we've known each other a long time. Um, we're risk takers, and this is a fact. Those of us in this industry, we're risk takers. If we weren't, we would have stayed in a nine to five job, living paycheck to paycheck, just like everybody else. We want something better. We want something different for our family. That's why we've done what we've done. And so I say, you know, Simon, we're risk takers. I mean, we've made some money. We've lost some money. But we're not happy with the status quo. That's why, we, that's why we did what we did. I've chosen to engage and then, you know, I'll say, you know, with an international company that's going to change the dynamics of the public forever. And, and, I, and, and the statement that I make is a true statement. But I also use words that – and you remember, you can understand, I like to make this fun. I like to make it exciting, and I like to make it interesting. I want their curiosity. That's all I want. So when I say to somebody, this is going to change the dynamics of the public forever, number one, it's a true statement. But number two, Simon, quite frankly, they don't have a clue what that means. Hmm. But it sounds interesting, don't you think? Yep. So as soon as I've said that, I'm going to turn right around and immediately say, but what I want you to understand is the gun I've engaged in and what I'm doing may not be of any interest to you at all. And if it's not, that's okay. Don't worry about it. But, man, you have got to see what they're, what they're doing. Now, having said that, one little sentence or two sentences in that fashion, did I just take the pressure off of you worrying about me trying to close you on something? Definitely. I love that. Can you repeat that? It's really good. I'm, I'm going to have this on the show notes page. Really good. Yeah. What I, what I basically say is, is, again, we're talking about in the industry we'd call the term warm market. So, you know, I, my approach is based on how I know them, how long we've known them, you know, I, I – tailor it to that you know we've known each other for a while we've made some money lost some money but we're risk takers and and that's why we've done what we've done and when i you know and as as i say that i said because you know if we hadn't been we would have been in we'd have stayed in that nine to five job like everybody else but having said that i've chosen to engage with a company it's an international company is going to change the dynamics of the public forever what i'm engaged in and what i'm doing may not be of any interest to you at all and if it's not not a problem don't want you to worry about it but you've got to see what they're doing. It will knock your socks off. Hmm. That's the statement that I use. It's, there's no pressure. I gave them the out to say to me, Dean, you know, God bless you. It sounds great. I'm sure you're going to do well. It's just not for me. Because you see, what, what most people don't understand, and, the, and my approach that I've taken to this industry, when I'm, when I'm building my business, recruiting, as people would say, it's like a job interview. I'm interviewing somebody. You see, if they don't get excited about the information I'm going to give them, why in the world would I want them in business with me? It means I've got to manage them. They don't need the headache. I don't need the aggravation. I'm only looking for a few, but I want a few that are going to get excited about the possibilities for them and their family. Not for me, not for the company we represent, but for them and their family. I want them to, to be excited because they see a vision of an opportunity for them to change whatever is important to them in their life 
with this particular business. Once I find those few, and it is a few, all the rest will be all the rest of them will become customers, and that's okay because I mean you know it generates sales. We get paid on sales. Very very good. Hey, uh, you mentioned I love the script you used the language. And you talk about you change the language. What are some words that you shouldn't use? Our listeners should not use. Like these are like the alarm bell words that gets people running. Well, you know the old saying, you know, opportunity meeting B O M. I mean, good lord, we've got a we've got a <laughs> bunch of those things that are out there. Um, I, I believe that if you're talking about business and you're talking about people who may be interested in business, business is business, and they're open to listen about business. But what they don't like is they don't like to feel like their their games being played. Hmm. Um, so if I, if if I'm going to use a webinar, well, for, first of all, let me let me say this. I always I'm using technology where technology is applicable. So I'll use little short videos to do do a good job, you know, in terms of describing the product, what it does, that type of thing, because I'm a, a believer that you know you lead with both the product and the opportunity simultaneously. But the product is important. The product is foundation. Everybody, regardless of the company they're with, preaches residual income. I mean, we all do. But you can't have residual income if you don't have ongoing sales. And you need to have people buying the product, whatever you represent, to create the sales to generate your ongoing revenue, which is how you get your residual income. If it's strictly on recruit, 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 you never have an opportunity to build a business where you actually have residual income and you can kind of relax a little bit. So when you when you understand that and you keep that in your mind as you move forwards, you know, and I'm real honest with people about the business, you know, and because see what happens is this: most people are used to being recruited. I mean, somebody calls them on the phone and says, "Oh my gosh, you won't believe it! I just found this. We're going to get filthy rich. It's crazy. You won't believe it. We're going to be. It's a brand new company. It's a startup. Whatever the sales pitch is, but I mean, they're just rattling on, and so." Usually the first thing that I, I say is, you know, so, because I give everybody the courtesy. I don't cut people off because we're in the people business. But my first question is, is tell me about the value, what you represent is to the public. If they can't give me an explanation about the value, we already have a problem. That means I'm going to be out there trying to make money on selling something that people really don't need or want. Now, that's just my philosophy, my, my uh, belief system in terms of what I will represent and not represent. Hmm. You know, and, when, and, and by that I mean this. There are people that sell Fords. There are people that sell Chevys. There are people that sell Mercedes-Benz. They're, they're all, they all have value, but you know, the Mercedes-Benz salesman, if that's what, all he's done all his life, I don't know that he would be comfortable selling a Chevy or a Ford. That's a very, so, very good point. It's all about the value. It's, um, that's exactly it. Yeah. Um, getting back to your journey, your, th- your three years and your third year, you made six figures. What was different? What was the turning point or the aha moment that made your business really take off? It was that there were actually principles and disciplines to this business as there were any other business. Say, I mean, you know, we've all heard this, you know, when people are trying to recruit us, you don't need to sell, you, you don't need education. Anybody can do this. It's easy, it's simple. My opinion, and, and that's all it is, my opinion, is that's not really true. We're all selling in some fashion. Now, I don't mean that in a negative way. If you have children, <laughs> you're selling. You're, 
you're you're telling you're you're trying to educate your children to become you know responsible adults. You know, if you're if you're married, you're selling your spouse. I mean, so I mean, there's different variations in selling. Most people's perception of selling is the the proverbial used car salesman, if that makes any sense. But when we convey information about something that we feel brings them value, that's different. That's different. That's not necessarily selling. It's, it's carrying a message for them to evaluate to determine if it has the same value for them as it does for, for, for me and many others. And so when I recognize that there is a rhythm, there is a specific principles and disciplines to this business, if you apply them, you're successful. If you don't apply them, doesn't matter how good you are or what you've got, you're not going to be successful long term. And that's what made the difference for me. Then I was to me it was just like any other, you know, when I was when I was going to college and and, and when I got out of college and I was in the retail business, you know, I worked for a couple of companies before I, I landed with the one that I was with for about fifteen years. But you know, when you they hire you, they give you this little manual, it's your employee manual. And it tells you your job description and all those kinds of things, and then they run you through a ninety day education period, you know, where you're on probation and they, they teach you what you need to know and that type of thing. But it's basically the principles of that business, the disciplines. Well, what I didn't understand is this business has the same. Network marketing is a distribution channel in my perspective, Simon. It's a distribution channel like catalog sales were, like the brick-and-mortar retail sales are, like, you know, a lot of uh, online marketing in itself is a distribution channel. They all have their own principles and disciplines. But if you want to be successful in one of those channels, you need to know what the principles and disciplines are. That was my aha moment when I realized that's the fact of life. You want to get good? Learn what they are. So what are these disciplines? You don't need to go in detail. Maybe just list them out. It's the same as in traditional business. In other words, it's your time management. It's it's the disciplines of, of of saying to yourself, Okay, this is my business. If you're part-time, you've got a job. So you sit down and you write your own time schedule. You know, I, I, I come home, so on this day, I'm going to work from here to here. On this day, I'm work from here to here. This day, I'm off. So that's a discipline that you apply for yourself, for your business. You say to yourself, I set up the standards by which, uh, in terms of customers, I will, during the course of the week, talk to X number of people, and I will, in fact, enroll X number of customers. Uh, I will talk to X number of people potential for the business. I will enroll this. In other words, it's the same type of structure as you would do in any business. Now, the good news is because this is what I call an unstructured environment, you have the flexibility to call your own time and schedule, and you can apply it accordingly. And if, you know, people say, but, you know, I don't, I don't know a lot of people. I've been in this business, Simon, 27, 28 years. I don't believe I've ever gotten through my original warm market list. You know, we've forgotten more people than we can sit down and remember and write down. That is so true. During the course of life, we run across somebody we hadn't thought about in years. And you go, oh my gosh, Marty, how are you? And you get to the conversation, hey, whatever happened to so-and-so? Whatever ha-? And all of a sudden, you got another 10, 20, 30 names you never even thought about. And then when you do have warm market and you work it properly, and that is the key, work it properly, they will bring you more people that I call them lukewarm. 
that over that as you build your business, you, you you're building your your database, your personal more market, and you need to understand that you know everybody has their own time frames. So somebody that says no today is potentially somebody that will say yes in ninety days or in six months because the timing wasn't right for them for a variety of reasons. So you keep your list. You keep it fresh. You keep it involved. You keep it growing. You meet new people. You're full, you know, I remember when I got into the industry, the first book I read was a book by John Kalish. Um, it was the, the best I could be in, in MLM. And in the book, he said, my goal was to, to make a million friends, not a million dollars. In the process of him attempting to make a million friends, he made a whole lot more than a million dollars. And regardless of whether what, whatever product or service we sell in this industry, we're in the people business. If we're alienating friends, relatives, whatever, because they didn't see what we saw at the time we wanted them to see it, we're doing the business wrong. Hmm. Really, really good stuff. Uh, I love that book you talked about, John, by John Kalish. Yeah. Very, very good. That's a classic MLM Nation. Definitely check that out. We'll put that in the show notes page. Um, Let's let's move on a little bit. Uh, in your journey, twenty seven years, what would you consider your worst moment in network marketing? <laughs> I'm sure there's many many stories. Oh, my worst moment. Um, well, I've had some worst moments in varying degrees. <laughs> <laughs> I've had I've had horrible moments as it relates to some of my products. I've had. Moments where the company that I was with closed their doors. Hmm. So I'm not sure what kind of moment you want. <laughs> you would really you're asking me here. <laughs> well, share um, share one of them. I mean, I share a product story with you. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Okay. It was in the in the early days of getting started, and we we're in the we're in the water filter business, and. Um, you know, my mentor at the time, the, my my sponsor was taking me out. We were installing, you know, we called them puppy dogs in those days. And, you know, we leave them, we left them with people in their homes and, you know, that type of thing. Um, and so, but, you know, because in those days, those water filters, they were basically carbon filters. So when you install them, you had to flush the carbon out. And so we were out doing that. And, and it was on, in the winter. And it was a little bit on the chilly side. And so... You know, we were wearing coats, and and we had this this. Um, uh, it was kind of like a um, you know I don't know what you call quilted coat. You know, so it kept you nice and warm, and it was nice and snug, so it kept your body heat in. So I had it zipped down to about the middle of my chest, and we were in the kitchen, and we were installing it, and got the filter pl- plugged in, and the filter had a little hook on it, you know, where the water came out of the spout. So I stuck it in my zipper on my jacket as we were installing it, getting tied down. And so we got it all finished, and now we got to flush the filter out. So we just, I just turned the water on to flush it out. It's still attached to me. Hmm. So wow. my jacket's filling up with water. <laughs> <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't a pretty sight. Hmm. What, what about the company that went out of business? What happened there? You were building and then you were oh, successful and then just – Yeah, that was, that was frustrating and I'm sure there's a lot of us that have been through it. You know, I had heard rumors and, and, and we were relatively good leaders with the, with the company and so we had – I had a direct number to the owner and so uh, I called the owner on a Monday – and I said, hey, you know, we're hearing rumors and scuttlebutt out there that the company's closing their doors. You know, 
we got people that are trust that trust us and believe in us. You know, they're calling us and they're they're looking for us for guidance. You know, our word is is our word. And so uh, I said to him, I said, "Is there any any validity to what we're hearing?" And he said, "You need to understand if I'm alive, this company is in business." So he said, am I alive? And I said, well, yeah, you answered the phone, so I'm assuming you're alive. He said, then this company is in business. I said, okay, that's, I just, just need to hear it from you. I said, I'll take you at your word. On Friday, they closed their doors. Wow. Just locked them up, and that was it. Wow. I guess the owner died, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Not right away. <laughs> Not right away. Wow. Um, so let's share, go to the other, the other end. Um, of the extreme uh, to like a happy moment. You are a master distributor at your company. Can you explain uh, to the listeners? Some of them don't know what a master distributor is. Explain that. I know it's kind of weird to talk about your own achievements, but what's a master distributor and how did you uh, get that prestigious position? Well, generally with, with, with many companies, they have multiple master distributors. They could be, in other words, two, three, four people that are sponsored by the company and then they build organizations. Um, the... The particular um, company I'm with now, when I joined them, had already been in business for a number of years. And so I was not the master distributor, but I was sponsored by the company. And uh, my primarily, primary role when I, when I joined them was to help them open North America. Um, and I spent a year doing that, and we did incredibly well. Um, we broke all our records. We did a lot of great things. And then um, once I got that done, you know, and I took, we spent a good year doing that. The following year, I went to Europe because I spent almost 25 years in Europe, you know, with a number of companies helping them open the European marketplace. So I went back to Europe where I had some contacts and put a few of our, you know, mutual friends in and uh, got them started in the business. And so by the end of the second year, we were almost 90% of the company's total global business. And I was going to countries doing meetings and presentations for the owner as a favor. Um, and ultimately, I was since I was doing that, and they weren't in, they weren't part of my business, so I wasn't being compensated for it, which is fine with me. I don't that was no big deal. But um, because of what we were doing, as fast as we were growing, and and the, the kind of trainings and things that we were implementing, um, you know, they decided to move those few groups that were that were not part of our team uh, underneath us. And, and ultimately, that's how we inherited the, the master distributor position. It's, you know, you, you, the master distributor, I mean, it's a title. Um, but you need – titles don't mean anything. You, you don't make money with titles. Um, leadership comes from setting the example. Um Doing the business, doing it right, teaching people how to do it right. So, I'm I'm more I lean more towards the um, yeah. It's just I'm about people and about helping people. So you know this made it easier for the company because this way uh, the traveling that I was doing and we've been I've been traveling extensively for the company uh, for a number of years was to is to help everybody. So they said that's the fair thing to do. That's a very cool story. Very cool. Um, as we wrap up, one more question is, you've been in this profession for so long. How have you seen it change? And do you see people more open to network marketing than when you first started? Well, they're definitely more open. Absolutely, they're more open. 
the, the the challenge for our industry, if if I want to look at it from that perspective, is is a lot of companies and a lot of the concepts that originally made network marketing uh, as viable as it is has you know either changed or don't exist today because of technology and, and the speed of of information. Um, and a lot of the companies have not kept up with it, have not been able to maintain, you know, the, the speed of the changes taking place with society for their business. And I think that's why we see a lot of companies beginning to have a, a, a difficult time. Uh, we used to say the life cycle for a product for a company used to be two to three years. And, and today, if you look at it on the same basis, the life cycle for a lot of companies and products today is maybe six months just because of technology and, and the information age. Hmm. As we wrap up the show, some really quick questions to, uh, to pick your brain. Uh, one of them is, uh, this could be short answers, okay? What is one of your favorite success quotes that motivates you? <laughs> it's, a, it's a Jim Rowan quote. Uh, he used to say, it's okay to finish school but not your education. Formal education will get you a job. Self-education will make you a fortune. Dean, what is one habit that's helped you become successful? Persistence. Uh, do you have any? I know a champions who have routines. Do you have a specific like a morning routine or daily routine that you go through? Uh, yeah, actually, I do. Um, when I get up in the morning, before I do anything, I generally get a cup of coffee. Uh, I will go out in my patio and I um, will read something from um, the Bible. You know, I have a, a daily sands and, and those types of things to keep my mind fresh and, and I'm focused, or, or focused, I should say, on doing the right thing for people. So I do that first, and then I go through my ritual of getting prepared. And I, and I work from home, so I have a beautiful office, but I start my work when I walk into my office. Cool. What's the best piece of advice you ever received? Don't let anybody tell you you can't do something. We can all do – any of us can be anything we want to be. We just have to believe we're, we can do that. We have to believe in ourselves. If, if you don't believe in yourself, why should anybody else believe in you? So that's really the, the thing. And, and, the, and the challenge with that, Simon, is that sometimes even those that are closest to us, friends, relatives, brother, sister, whatever, with the best of intentions can – Pull us down. Hmm. We got to be strong. You got to be. You got to. I call it bulletproof. We got to be bulletproof. Dean, do you have a favorite prospecting tool? So, say someone is a qualified prospect. Um, do you send them a link to an online video, or do you do a webinar, a Skype call with them? What do you send? I send them a link to, to a video first. I, I have a process. I send them a link to the retail video first, the the, retail, the products that we represent. Uh, and I use it as a filtering mechanism because remember, I'm looking for people that are interested and I'm looking for a few good people. So I use that first one as a filter mechanism. So it helps me eliminate a lot of people quickly. Those that like what they see or are excited about it, I send them another short video that is a recruiting video. It's a recording of a webinar that I did. And, then, and it's a 30-minute video and it gives them a very concise overview on the business. That way they've got a, a, a foundation you know, where I can, we can have a conversation. I send that to them second. Then we have a conversation. Um, if they attempt to have a conversation with me anytime before that, especially on the retail side, you know what I say. What I tell them is this: Why, until you look at the offering to the public, and if you're not excited about that, why would you want to be a business with me? 
And of course, that's just a logical question. They go, well, that makes sense. So I said, I don't even want to talk about the business. And you got to remember, I've been in the industry a long time, so they're, they're waiting for me to recruit them. So I'm not there to recruit them. I want them to get the information. They're starting the job interview with me. Then when I, those few that come through, they go, wow, I love it. looks great. I want to be involved. I say, okay, now I'm going to send you another link to a video. This will give you a general overview. Once you've had an opportunity to take a look at that, if you're still interested, we'll have a con- we'll have we can have a conversation. If you're if if it if it's not something you want to continue to pursue, that's great. But at least you know what I'm doing. So I always keep it light, but it is my st- my process. It's basically a four step process I go through with people. Simple and easy. Awesome. And I don't know, uh, in in ML Nation. I don't know if you caught that, but Dean he said he eliminates people quickly. And that's, I think that most of you are probably trying to convince people why he knows it's a numbers game. He's looking for the right person at the right time. He's sorting and filtering as quickly as possible. Really good stuff. Um, do you have a favorite resource, online resource, like a Dropbox or Evernote or a favorite app on your phone that you could recommend? Well, my favorite app on my phone is my Starbucks app. <laughs> <laughs> what? Um, I use uh, I use Dropbox. I use in, from technology standpoint. I use, Drop, I use Dropbox to move things around. Um, I also use uh, Join Me and uh, Go to Webinar. Both, both of those, depending on what part of the world people live in, those applications will work better than, than certain others, so that we can have conversations. I, again, Simon, I'm I'm all about people. So I want to if 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 we're too far apart for us to meet in a coffee shop, I want to talk to you. So we'll we'll use Skype, we'll use WhatsApp, we'll use, you know, whatever tools are. I can use Join Me and do a screen share. I can use GoToWebinar, we can do a screen share. But I want to keep it as 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 personal as I can. So any tools that help me do that, that's what I use. What's one book you could recommend to ML Nation? If it isn't broke, break it. Mm, who's that by? Uh, let me see. It's actually here on my shelf. Give me. It's okay. I'll check it out. I've never, you never heard of that. If it's not broke, break it. Yeah, it's the same. There's a there's a book out there. Um, it's the same writer. There's a uh, a book that's um, if uh, again the name fell right out of my head. He's got three books out there. I've got all three of them. I would definitely check it out. Look it up on Amazon. If it's not broke, break it. I've never heard of it. I definitely have to go get it right away. Right after this, uh, our conversation. Dean, here's the last question. The million-dollar question. Are you ready? <laughs> I'm ready. MLM Nation, before we go to the million-dollar question, you know networking is extremely important. And one of the things that really helped me build my contact list, my million-dollar network, maintaining close relationship with people, is cards. Okay, Not email cards, those things you get in the email and they'll play these little dinky little music, but physical handwritten cards that people get in the mail. And here's a really awesome resource is AM Cards. Uh, you can actually get a free card today with postage paid, um, sent, you know, so if, if you have no one to send to, send it to your mom, test it out. I send cards out all the time. You probably go on my Facebook post, see uh, other leaders who have been on the show. They, yeah, I just surprise people with cards. It's a really awesome way to build your million-dollar network. It's done tremendous wonders for me when I started doing it. In just like a couple of months, it, it totally paid off. So check it out. Uh, check out AM Cards. It's really cool. It's go to mmnation.net forward slash cards. mmnation.net slash cards and you get your free card today. If you don't have anyone to send it to, hey, you can get a free card and send it to your mom. mlnation.net forward slash cards. 
Here's the million dollar question. Imagine you had to start all over again and you knew no one. So you didn't know any of your contacts. You didn't know your wife. You didn't know anyone. But you had all your current knowledge, skills, and wisdom. What's the first thing you would do to find prospects or first place you go to find prospects and build an MLM business from scratch? I would go to where people are at and just start making friends. Uh, the, 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 the biggest commodity, the commodity, single most important commodity all of us have is our, is our relationships. Warm or cold doesn't matter. It's the relationships that we form. So for me to be able to start building my business, I got to start meeting people. So I'll go where uh, you know I'll go where I know there's going to be people that I can have an opportunity to stri- strike up a conversation with. Uh, depending on what kind of bi- I, I one of the things I, I'll do as well is if I want to build my business internationally, I'll go to the German American Club, the Italian American Club. I'll start joining those types of things. Just to start talking to people. Good stuff. As we wrap up, Dean, thank you so much for your time. Do you have any last words or advice? And then what's the best way our listeners can connect and contact you? Well, my, I guess the, the only advice that I'd have is this is a business. Yeah, we, yeah it's called network marketing. And, and uh, you know, it, see, it's an unstructured environment, which is good and bad. Because if, you're not, if you've not learned to employ yourself, sometimes it can be difficult. When you've had a job, you've always been told what to do, when to do it, and how to do it. So give yourself the, the time that you need to learn the business. Give yourself the time that you need to learn the, the, the disciplines and the skill sets that you need. So the, the first thing you need to do is, is be honest with yourself and do a personal skills analysis. You know, sit down and figure out what, what are your skills, what can you do really well and what can't you do really well. And don't don't be bashful about it. You don't have to share that with anybody, but but you got to you got to be honest with yourself, and then go about enhancing those that you're good at, but also strengthening those that you're not good at. And uh, and just time. Don't don't you know most. There's that old saying that you know ninety percent of the people quit just before they get to the finish line. You don't want to do that. And uh, what's the best way our listeners can connect with you? Contact you. Um, well, you, uh, I can give an email if, if, if that's all right with you, Simon. Sure, whatever's, easy, whatever's best for you. Uh, it w- they can reach out to, uh, it's ISG, I is in India, S is in Sam, G is in George, 8164 at cox.net, cox.net. ISG, 8164 at cox.net. And we'll put that in the show notes page as a link. Hey, Dean, thank you so much. And ML Nation, you know, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And today, you've been hanging out with Dean Manheimer. So keep up the momentum and go to mlnation.net and type in Dean, D-E-A-N, at the search bar and the show notes, Dean's email address, and all the goodies and the nuggets of wisdom he shared will be right there. In order to be successful in network marketing, you must help others. So, Dean, thanks again for sharing your valuable time with ML Nation. We're grateful to you, and we appreciate you for having a positive impact on millions of distributors worldwide. Thank you again so much, Dean, and thanks again, and God bless you. It's a privilege, and it's a pleasure, Simon. Thank you. Have a, have a blessed day. MLM Nation, if you want to sponsor successful people like Dean Manheimer, how to approach entrepreneurial people or people who are successful in the corporate world, you have to learn how to approach them a certain way. And I'll teach you that in my free sponsoring workshop. It is a pretty intense workshop, so get your notepad, pen, paper, iPad, Apple Pencil, whatever you need. Pay attention, take notes. I teach you the three different approaches from your close friends and peers. 
our family who are negative, a different way to approach them, to entrepreneur type of people like Dean, to people who are maybe they look up to you, who work for you. Three different type of approaches. Uh, as a bonus, I also share about a follow-up script and also different closes you can use to sign up your next prospect. So check it out. It's sponsoringworkshop.com. I offer it different times of day, so I know we have a global audience here, so it doesn't matter what country or where you live in, you should be able to find a time slot that works for you, okay? It's sponsoringworkshop.com. Go check it out. ML Nation, this is Simon Chan, recap and review from an ML veteran. I love talking to these people with like 27 years of experience. And, you know, was that good or what? I didn't, I took like two pages of notes here. And, uh, and I write, I've been writing very tiny on my Apple Pencil too. Tons and tons of notes. Uh, you can almost write a book about the lessons here. Um, one of them, let's start off right at the top, you know, from Dean. But make sure you reach out to him. Amazing gentleman. Okay, uh, I, you can find him on Facebook or go to his email and just go to mlnation.net, put in Dean at the search bar, D-E-A-N, and you find him, connect with him. Um, you know why he didn't make any money for the first two, three years is because he, he's a couple of mistakes you talked about. Number one, he wasn't coachable, right? Uh, number two is he didn't understand the philosophy and the rhythm. It's a distribution and the rhythm. And that's why when I introduced him, he became successful. He approaches like a business. You know, and that's the thing that helped me when I, I approached my own business like a business. And he talked about just like in any job, anything, you, certain things you have to do. It's very simple. Like the disciplines you talk about in the business, the principles, right? This time management. Then I'll just jump right to this. The disciplines is this time management. You have to set a schedule to talk to people. And you have to set a quota. Like he didn't use, necessarily use the word quota, but you have, if you talk to a certain amount of people, you will get a certain amount of customers or distributors. It's simple as that. But I think a lot of you out there listening, you want to be successful, but you just, you know, when life gets tough, you have distractions, you just let things go. There's no quota. And the thing that helped me that my mentor got me going was I call 553. Every day I had to invite five people. Uh, the, the second five was I had to follow up with five people. And third thing is every day I got to find three people to present to. Okay, well, I didn't, it doesn't matter whether they say yes or no, but they got to see the plan. They're talking about see the plan. And if you do that, and I came up over after a while, what it took to be successful was doable. Uh, it, does, it definitely pushes me. It was five, five, three. Five new, um, you know, five new approaches. Okay, they can say yes, no. And the second five was five follow ups with people who said yes and three presentations. You know, a day, a day. Presentation doesn't necessarily mean you are, uh, you have to present to them. It could be sending them to a link to an online video, or go to a webinar, a teleconference. You know, so get in that rhythm. And Dean talked about it. This business is the principle. It's once he discovered that, hey, he got it. And if you, you know, if you don't have the time to do it, it's really you're making excuses. You just have to take a time management course, take my time management course, take something, but learn to set a schedule and follow that, Okay. Um, so the rhythm, the method of operation, important. He also talked about his, you know, you got to avoid selling signals using words like opportunity meeting, once in a lifetime, you know, all these words that, because people are used to being sold and recruited now, right? People are very, they have a radar. Once they feel like you're selling, beep, 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 it goes off, they run away from you. So I love the script he used, you know. Uh, you can go back and listen to the show, exact words. He basically like, hey, I gotta, I'm engaged with something that's really exciting, it's going to change the dynamics of the world. Now, it may not be for you, it may not something you may not even be interested in, but you definitely check it out and learn about it. I think that's so cool because I instantly I'm thinking about, wow, what is this? Is it something online? Is it something like a revolutionary product? Is it AI, artificial intelligence? What is it? Right? So you're creating curiosity. 
Okay, and the good thing is you're giving them a way out. You're telling them this. You may not be interested. You're probably not going to be interested in it, but you definitely should check it out and know about it because it's going to change the world, right? Really good stuff. Uh, and, you know, he talked about during the million-dollar question. It, it, you know, actually, was, this wasn't about the million-dollar question. This, this is during the... Uh, we talk about like how he prospects. He has a system, like a four-step system, right? He, he talks to a person. If they're interested, he sends them video of the retail product. And then he sends them to a recruiting video. Then he sends them a conversation. But the important thing to point out is he, his goal is like he wants to eliminate people quickly. How many of you are looking to eliminate people? I bet you not many of you. you most of you are probably like, I want to get these people in and try to get everyone in. Again, one by five daily mistakes. If you don't know where they are, go to my sponsoring workshop. Sponsoringworkshop.com is a free webinar. I talk about the five daily mistakes. And most of you are trying to get everyone in. It doesn't work that way because the timing has to be right. The timings have to, you, you have to be the right thing to the right person. You have the right thing but the wrong person, it doesn't matter, right? The timing's got to be right. So, Sort quickly, and I love the word Dean's, the word that Dean said. Eliminate people quickly. All right, a couple other uh, so many goodies here. Um, you're giving the people a way out, and most of you, you say I ran out of people. You don't even remember the people, right? That you know you. We forget about people that we met. There's so many people that we meet in life. So many people we went to school with, in our classes. We played ba- sports with, basketball with. You know, did arts and craft, took music lessons with. The play dates, we forget about these people. So we never really, really run out of people. Especially now with Facebook, I'm sure you found a friends of friends and acquaintances all the time, right? All the time. Another great aha moment was from that book, the quote, make a million, you know, make a million friends and not make a million dollars. And on your way, while you go out and make a million friends, the money will automatically come. So true. So, so good. Uh, awesome leader, you know, I love talking to these people, uh, these leaders out there with like decades of experience, um, really good stuff, make sure you connect with Dean, okay, connect with Dean, and that's, I think it's inspiring, people who are successful, you want to attract these S prospects, talk about S prospects, people who are successful entrepreneur, right, and if you don't know how to approach them, again, another plug for my sponsoring workshop, sponsoringworkshop.com, check it out, but he was a person with 15 years in the corporate world, he had his own business, he wanted to look at something, uh, complimented the business, and once he saw the opportunity, treat it like a business, and that's what you need to treat like a business, things took off for him. So, and being coachable and learning. So anyway, I could go on and on, really good stuff. Again, don't forget the time management, the principles, the method of operation, set a quota, you set a quota, number of people you have to talk to, and a deadline, urgency. You have to get a customer, you have to get a distributor by a certain day, a certain time. So ML Nation, thank you again for Dean for doing this. Really good show. I really enjoy talking to him. Uh, make sure you reach out to him. If you love these episodes, please subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes and share this with the MM community. Thanks again for listening, ML Nation. This is Simon Chan. And remember, we're in the profession to help others. So go out there and have a positive impact on someone's life today. God bless you all. Thank you so much for joining us today on MLM Nation. Head over to MLMNation.net for full recaps of every show, our training articles, and helpful resources. Your MLM success is waiting for you. So prepare.